what is off the groove? It means you've blown the line or you're pushing the limits a little bit too far or just maybe you might be looking for a faster way around the racetrack. Off the Groove with Scotty Dubler. Another weekend without flat track racing, but I'm still rocking the mic. This weekend I'm in California for some monster trucks. Couple of shout outs. Congratulations to Heather DeBoe, second place in novice and third in open. And she got the trophy she was talking about a few weeks ago. Also, Danny Medine, former AFT announcer, placed fifth in her class. Both are now officially trophy girls. On the racing side of things, Steve Nace and Kelly Bell started a new website, stevenaceracing.com. And if you scroll down to the bottom, you can click on our helmet logo. It'll take you to our Facebook page. Thanks, Steve and Kelly. This week's guest is one of the veterans in our sport. He's a two-time singles champion and a two-time Grand National champion, partnered with his old mechanic and a new team who are off to a solid start for 2018. Here's Jake Johnson. Hello. Hey, Jake Johnson. What's going on? Scotty Dubler. Hey, what's happening? Not much. What are you doing? Oh, not too much. Just, uh kind of working on my dirt bike a little bit this morning and uh hopefully get to do some riding tomorrow kind of getting uh getting everything ready for atlanta so you got a dirt bike that you're practicing on yeah yeah i usually just try to go out and uh out to the moto track you know once or twice a week once uh now the weather's getting a little better here in pennsylvania um hopefully get to do a little more riding here and there but yeah, not not many places to uh, go out and ride uh, flat track during the week around here. So try to hit up the moto track as uh, as much as I can. I got you. So is that why you like to fly over the jumps like at uh, Daytona and Peoria? Because you go out and ride moto? Yeah, I guess so. A little bit. I mean, I've uh, I've ridden motocross a little bit, you know, since I was probably 14, I would say. Um yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I'm if I'm cut out for all that. Uh, kind of got uh, got started in flat track and uh, had all my focus in that. So just uh, just go out and ride ride some moto for fun and get to see some old buddies. And it's a big part of my training too. I figured if I can go, you know, do 20 minute motos on a moto track, I could ride in circles for 10 or 15, no problem. Abs- so <laughs> absolutely. Well, let's jump right into it. Let's get to know Jersey Jake Johnson. Uh, you're net number five on the number plate, but, uh, your nickname's Jersey Jake, but you live in Pennsylvania. So where were you born? I was born in, uh, South Jersey. Um, I guess about, uh, about 20 minutes, uh, over the bridge from Philadelphia. Um, so yeah, I pretty much lived there most of my life, uh, up until I was probably about 25 ish. Uh, and then, uh, Moved up here to Pennsylvania, um, you know, close to my uh, then uh, girlfriend, now wife. So make Pennsylvania home now. I got you. How'd how'd you get into motorcycles? Uh, My dad raced uh, when he was younger. Um, He had a, you know, kind of a bunch of buddies he went to school with and uh, started racing probably when he was in his, uh, you know, late teens, early 20s. And then, uh, then I was born and then that ended his career and, uh, you know, kind of started mine. So, you know, I pretty much from birth, uh, you know, motorcycles were, were around all the time. So yeah, as soon as I was kind of old enough to walk and, and get on a bike, dad got me on a little Honda 50 and I uh, haven't stopped since. So 
didn't really have much of a choice in the matter. It was just kind of what, what, uh, what I was brought up around and what I, you know, was used to. So, uh, glad, uh, glad it happened that way. And, uh, yeah. So you're brought up around motorcycles as I was, I didn't really want to start racing until later on in my life. Did you always want to race? Kind of hard to remember back that far, but, uh, yeah, I guess that was, like I said, I mean, that's kind of what I knew and, uh, being around my dad and, and a bunch of his friends and, you know, racing was a, a part of life. So, you know, of course, yeah, I was, uh, you know, started riding when I was three and, uh, I think when I turned five, I think is, uh, you know, when I started racing, uh, my parents got me a little, little PW 50 and, uh, went to the track, you know, just, uh, been racing every weekend since. Do, do you remember your first win? Uh, actually I do. It's actually was, was my first race, but wow, it was, it was only because I was the only, the only 50 there. Uh, it was actually at a, a half mile in Harrington, Delaware. Your first race was on a half mile. Yeah. 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 <laughs> pretty funny. Yeah. So I'm yeah. on a 50 on a half mile and, uh, I guess, uh, I guess I was the only one, uh, one that showed up on a 50. So they threw me out in the 60 class and obviously I didn't beat the sixties, but you know, I won my class cause I was the only one in it. So that's pretty cool. That's like, uh, it's like throwing a kid out into the ocean and teach him how to swim. Yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, that's kind of been, uh, a little bit of, uh, one of my mottos over the years, you know, sink or swim. And, uh, I guess that's, I guess that's how it started. You know, here we go. I have added on a half mile and, uh, see how you do. Was there a racer you particularly looked at to when you were growing up? Um, I would have to say probably, probably Ricky Graham the most, you know, there was a few here and there that, uh, you know, that I was a fan of, but for some reason it was always Ricky. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I never got to meet the guy. Um, but you know, it just seemed like he was, you know, a ton of talent. Um, you know, obviously after doing this professionally for so long now, you know, I even ha have even more respect, you know, for, for what, uh, you know, what he was able to accomplish and, uh, you know, what he's done and, and even guys that, you know, maybe I wasn't the biggest fan of when I was a kid, there's so much that goes into it. So, I mean, you know, then it was, it was Ricky Graham, but now, you know, looking back, um, you know, obviously Scotty Parker, Chris Carr, uh, Ricky, you know, there, there's, you know, an endless amount that, uh, you know, now that I realize that what, what goes into it and how hard it actually is and, and what some of those guys accomplished, it's definitely, uh, eye-opening now to, to look back. You're, you know, I'm looking at you and you're one of the veterans on this, on the circuit. Now, do you feel like you've been around that long as a professional? I know what, what happened. <laughs> yeah. Right? I, uh, you know, I, yeah, I think about it all the time, you know, uh, it seems like just yesterday, you know, I was, the, I was the kid, you know, and, and had, uh, you know, kind of my mentors and, and, you know, older racer Beth and, uh, you know, like Johnny Murphy, uh, you know, I was always hanging out, you know, around those guys and I was the kid and, uh, you know, now all of a sudden those guys are done retired, you know, besides Kenny, you know, he's still, he's still hanging out. I give him a lot of credit, but yeah, now, now we're at the racetrack and hanging out with the kids, you know, uh, you know, going out to dinner before the, before the race or after or whatever, you know, with Fire Bauman and Shana and, 
guys like Vander Coy and Wells. And, you know, I look at them and think, man, I'm, <laughs> I'm the old guy now. You know, these are, these kids are in their teens and early twenties and, and, uh, you know, I'm damn near mid thirties. So, uh, yeah, it happened pretty quick. Uh, but I, I mean, I still feel young, still feel good. So, uh, yeah age wears on you a little bit, but, uh, the experience helps out. So there's a, there's definitely a balance there. Let's look into a little bit deeper in 2002. You're the rookie of the year. Uh, some people might not realize, but you're the 2006 and 2008 singles champion, uh, went on to be the, the twins champion in 2010 and 2011. The class structure was a little bit different back then. I consider, you know, you, a, a, a two-time grand national champion. Is that how you look at it also? Yeah, yeah, because actually, well, 2010 is when they went back to the to the combined. Um, they still had two separate championships, singles and twins, but um, in 2010, they did recognize an overall. So uh, I feel a little fortunate that that happened, you know, not to take anything away from anybody else. But, you know, those those, those weird years, what was that, from 06 to 09 with the two separate championships? And, yeah, it, <laughs> there were some weird years there, but uh, – I was glad to be able to win it when, uh, when it came back to, you know, one overall champion. So, um, yeah. And I'm glad it's, I'm glad it's that way now. So. Well, let's talk about the 2010, 2011 season a little bit because it, it'll lead into what's happening this year. Uh, you're the grand national champion riding for, you know, Zanotti racing. Teddy McDermott was your mechanic. And then it seemed like you kind of walked away from racing for a little bit. Uh, yeah, a little bit. I mean, uh, that year, I didn't really, uh, actually didn't really miss any rounds. Um, you know, we won the, won the championship in, in 10 and 11, I think finished third in 2012. And, uh, you know, going into 13, things were looking good. And, you know, about halfway through the season, it just, uh, it just kind of fell apart for me a little bit, I guess. Uh, you know, things weren't, weren't going the way I wanted, um, I mean, we were still having decent finishes and, you know, kind of in the hunt, but hadn't won a race in, you know, a year and a half and kind of made the decision to kind of make a change. And, uh, you know, looking back at it now, I don't know if it was the right choice or the wrong one or whatever, but, um, you know, no regrets. Uh, but yeah, after winning two championships in a row and then finishing third, you know, I felt like I might as well have just, you know, gotten last. It was definitely uh, hard to handle and, uh, you know, just a lot of things going on and made a change and uh, actually went and uh, rode for Lloyd Brothers the remainder of that season um, in 2013 and then was with them again for a full season in 14. Um, Then going into the 15 season, they weren't really sure what, uh, you know, what they were doing for the following year, whether it was funding or, you know, what it was. So, you know, that we weren't going to be returning together again in in 15. So kind of scratched some stuff together and kind of had a deal going and went to Daytona and wasn't wasn't that great. And, uh, you know, after Daytona kind of decided just to you know, take some time off. Uh, you know, my results weren't very good. Wasn't having much fun. And, uh, you know, so I figured, uh, take some time off. Uh, so yeah, so kind of just sat around and, and watched the races on, uh, on fans choice. And, uh, you know, after I watched the first one, I realized, 
it's that's not what I want to be doing. I don't want to be sitting home. So, uh, you know, I wasn't having fun at the racetrack, but I was having having less fun sitting at home watching it. Yeah, when I stopped racing, I realized how much I missed it too. How'd you get back into it? Uh, kind of got a uh, few things together, kind of middle of the part of that year, and um, uh, actually Jared Mees let me ride one of his bikes at Peoria, and uh, did X Games, a um, uh, couple couple races here and there, and then uh, later in the season, uh, Brad Baker got hurt, and uh, you know got the call from Harley to fill in for him, um, you know for Charlotte. Uh, Springfield and Delaware uh, so I couldn't pass up that opportunity and, and came back and got some good finishes I think uh, fast qualified a couple of the races and uh, finished on the podium at uh, Springfield and Delaware so it was uh, it was kind of a good uh, good thing for me you know kind of sitting out it kind of revived me a little bit made me realize how much I did want to race and uh, you know was able to come back and get some good finishes and realize that, you know, Hey, I'm not washed up. I still want to do this. And, uh, I, I still can. So 2016, you got hooked back up with Zanotti, but you had a different mechanic in Steve Polk. You won the second night out at the Daytona short track. Then you podiumed at Peoria, had some other good finishes throughout the year. You ended up fourth in the point standings. You know, I think overall that's a decent season after taking a break. And then you get the phone call from Vance and Hines and Harley Davidson. What's that like? You know, it was one of them things that, uh, you know, when, when factory Harley calls you, uh, you know, you say yes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, when in the last season, it wasn't, uh, didn't turn out like, uh, any of us wanted to, but, um, I knew it was going to be a, a bit of a tough year. Uh, you know, uh, I knew there was, you know, a new bike, uh, developing a new bike, things like that, but, um, I didn't think it was going to be as, as rough as it was and, and the progress was going to be as slow as it was. So yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was a bit disappointing last year, but, uh, you know, got a, got a good thing going this year and, uh, you know, looking forward to trying to get some wins again and, uh, you know, make a run for another championship. You mentioned a couple of times getting the call from Harley Davidson. I will, you know, I will never know what that's like as a writer, but I got the call as an announcer not too long ago to go up and do flat, flat out Friday from Harley Davidson. It has to be really cool to be getting that call to ride the factory Harley Davidson bike. You know, first you said a couple years ago to fill in for Brad and then before the 2017 season. So with that in mind, you went on the factory bike. Did you guys have, you know, what were expectations going into the last year? Uh, well, I mean, my expectations, you know, no matter what are always to win. Uh, you know, that's, that's why I do it. And, you know, that's, that's the goal. But, uh, you know, like I said, I knew it was going to be a little bit tough, um, you know, basically developing a new motorcycle that, you know, kind of only had one season on it uh, with Davis Fisher the year before. And, um, you know, just kind of seeing how it all was coming together with, with Vance and Hines taking over the whole program and, you know, and, and just kind of seeing what they had to offer and, and, you know, all the resources they had and technology and all, and all the stuff going on. I, uh, you know, I had high hopes, uh, of, uh, of a good season. And, uh, you know, we had some, had some flashes of brilliance here or there, but, uh, like I said, it was, uh, it was a tough one, you know, 
you basically as a kid, you know, that was, that was always the, you know, the ride to have, you know, being a factory Harley rider and, uh, you know, going into it, you know, getting that deal. It was like, man, you know, we've, we've made it. And, uh, but yeah, you know, it just, uh, just didn't turn out, uh, you know, the way I wanted or really anybody wanted. And, uh, you know, those guys will, those guys will figure it out, but, uh, I'm getting older and, uh, a little less, a little less patient, you know, that, that my years are numbered and, uh, I want to win now. And, uh, I think where I'm at now, I, I think we got some things to learn um and some you know development to be done but i think uh i think we should be able to do it at a fairly fairly quick pace and uh you know hopefully be running up the front you know pretty soon that's good stuff you can learn a lot going through tough times no matter what you can call yourself a champion you've won a lot of grand nationals and i don't think you're done yet that's what keeps me going is those those championship years and those wins and you know, I, I feel I, I still can do it, um, you know, with the right package and, and all the right pieces in place. Um, you know, that's that's kind of why I, I stepped back a little bit, um, you know, a few years back because I thought maybe, man, I don't, you know, I don't have it in me anymore. I can't win. And, uh, you know, that, that's I guess that's that's my uh, my thing. I, I, if I can't be at the top of my game, uh, you know, I'm not a quitter, but. I'm, I'm more of a, I guess, a realist, you know, if, when, when I realize that I can't be competitive anymore, that's, uh, you know, I'm not just going to ride it out and, and ride around and pop wheelies and ride around in the middle of the pack and, you know, at my best. Um, so yeah, if, if, uh, you know, I knew I, I couldn't, couldn't win or didn't have a chance or, or still had the, the ability to do it, um, I wouldn't be doing it. It sounds like uh, the mental game is a, a huge factor in uh, your performance. And uh, like you said, you're, you're a winner. You want to win and you want to run up front. Uh, one more thing I want to talk about for 2017 was the podium finish there at the inaugural Buffalo chip. Walk us through that day a little bit. And did you know you were fast, you know, all day or did it just, you know, just get fast right there at the, at the, uh, at the end of that main event? Uh, well, it was kind of a, it was kind of a crazy day. Um, I was actually really looking forward to that race all season. Um, you know, just after kind of seeing the the struggles we were having on the, on the half miles and miles and things, I knew that the TTs were going to be probably my best shot, you know, at, at some of my best finishes. Um, you know, just because in a sense, the TTs are a little, you know, maybe a little more rider and, you know, a little less on setup. Um, and motorcycle and things like that. So seeing the, the design of the track at the Buffalo chip, I knew it was going to be kind of something way different than, than we've ever ridden kind of small, tight. And, uh, you know, so, yeah, so I was, I was really looking forward to that one. And, uh, you know, we showed up that day and, and had some, had some issues through practice and, and qualifying. And, uh, you know, I think I only got like two good laps in, you know, all through practice and qualifying. And, uh, you know, I was able to qualify decent, um, you know, enough for a front row start for the, for the heat race. And, uh, you know, was going pretty good all day. Um, you know, I, I was a few ticks off of what, uh, you know, what Briar and Henry were doing, um, that day, but, uh, you know, I knew we were in the hunt and, and had a, had a shot. So, um, yeah, I mean, I got a little bit of a gift with, uh, with Henry over jumping that thing and, and blowing out the bottom of his motor, 
you know, I think if that wouldn't have happened, I probably would have been fourth, but, uh, Hey, that's racing. I'll take, I'll take, uh, I'll take any gift I can get. And, uh, you know, but yeah, that was, uh, that was definitely a good one. You know, it was definitely a, a little bit of a confidence booster, you know, I needed mid season, um, you know, cause I was pretty, pretty down at that point and, uh, you know, kind of gave me a little, little resurgence and, uh, you know, get me motivated for the rest of the year. So, um, you know, that, that's another, another race I'm actually looking forward to this year. Um, I thought that was a pretty cool event, cool track, um, you know, something, something different. So, uh, you know, looking forward to that one again. Let's walk through the off season. At what point did you find out or did you know you weren't coming back to the factory Harley Davidson team? <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I kind of knew about, uh, probably about halfway through the season. I knew nobody else knew, but, uh, I kind of knew that I wanted to do something different. Um, and, uh, I think it was before, before Texas, yeah, before Texas, um, you know, I kind of, kind of start, started talking with the guys and, uh, you know, told them I wasn't sure, uh, you know, about 2018 yet. And, you know, I was probably going to start looking, looking other directions and, uh, the essence and thing, you know, a lot of people in the, you know, there's a lot of chat and chatter th throughout the paddock. So, you know, no matter, uh, you know, no matter what, what position you're in, you know, if you're in a, if you're in a spot, uh, you know, where, where you want to be for the next five years or, or you're looking for a ride or whatever your situation is, everybody's out there searching, you know, Hey, what, what are you doing next year? You know? And so people were asking around, there's a lot of chatter and things like that. So, um, you know, so I knew the, the essence and thing could be a possibility. Um, you know, there was, like I said, a lot of talk, a lot of rumors, a lot of things going on, but, uh, you know, I was kind of, kind of banking on that really. Um, you know, I knew I didn't want to do, do the same thing again in 18. So, uh, you know, I was hoping, hoping something freed up at Estenson. And like I said, there's a lot of talk of, uh, you know, kind of late in the year, you know, Sammy's, you know, year Sammy's going to Harley, this is happening here. So, um, you know, I knew there was a possibility there was going to be an opening there. So I was, I was kind of, kind of banking on that. And, and luckily everything worked out, you know, for me and, you know, in my favor and, uh, you know, we were able to, to get something together and, uh, you know, uh, yeah. Yeah. There, there's a lot of rumors in our sport, you know, and we tend to not find out who's riding what until we all show up at Savannah, uh, you know, lead into Daytona. So it's, it's cool now with more social media posts and I understand that Harley Davidson contracts go until the year end. So he couldn't really announce anything. So, um, when did, when did you actually start talking with Tim Estenson? And, and of course you're getting back together with Teddy McDermott. So you're getting the band back together so when did everything, you know, all merge together? And when, when did you know for sure you'd be riding for Estenson? Once the season was kind of, kind of done and over, uh, you know, obviously, you know, we had had some talks and things like that, but nothing was really finalized on their end. And, you know, they were kind of, I was kind of coming up with my, you know, I guess not plan B, but, you know, trying to, trying to sort out my options and, you know, they were trying to sort of backup plan out for them, you know, if, if, if the rumors are true that Sammy was going to Harley and things like that. So, um, you know, so we, we talked a little bit, you know, kind of towards the end of the year and, um, you know, once Paris was over, you know, kind of started talking a little bit more. And then, uh, you know, obviously my, my Harley contract went through 
you know, till December 31st. So couldn't really, couldn't really do anything there. And, uh, you know, January 1st, you know, signed the deal and I'm, uh, I'm excited about it. So is it a multi-year deal or can I ask, are you, are you riding with them for one year or do you have a, a long future with them or do you know yet? Uh, I mean, I hope to have a long future with them. I mean, everything's, uh, you know, going pretty well right now. You know, the, you know, Tim Essenson is, uh, I didn't even really, you know, <laughs> you know, hadn't talked to the guy much, uh, at all, uh, you know, throughout the year, um, you know, just say hi here and there, you know, walking through the pits, but, uh, you know, we got to talking towards the end of the year and, uh, you know, really liked him a lot. It's a great guy and, and has, uh, you know, uh, some great motorcycles and, and has, you know, kind of the whole package, uh, you know, you could tell that with, uh, you know, the finishes Sammy had last year, he was, he was the only one that, that, that could really, uh, you know, consistently hang with, with the, with the Indian guys, uh, you know, week in and week out. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, just a one year deal, you know, one year at a time, but, uh, you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully we have a good year and, uh, you know, hopefully it's something we can, we can build on and, uh, you know, use this year as kind of a, you know, obviously I still want to win and, uh, and do well, but, uh, I think it's kind of going to be a little bit of a building year. And, uh, you know, I feel like that has been one of my weak points throughout my career is kind of jumping around a little bit too much the last couple of years and, uh, you know, not being able to, to settle in in one spot and, and kind of build. Um, so, I mean, that's my plan. You know, if, uh, as long as everything goes well, I, you know, I hope to be, you know, with Essenson for hopefully throughout, for throughout the rest of my career, however long that is. Um, you know, I think that's what it takes. Uh, you know, you look at guys like, uh, like Jared Meese, um, obviously he's on some different motorcycles than he's been in the past. You know, he's, he was on Harley's forever and then jumped on the Indian last year, but it's still the same team, you know, Rogers racing, Kenny Tolbert. So they've been building on that for, you know, I don't even know five, five, six, seven years. And right now they got it perfected. So it takes time. Uh, so yeah, that, that's, that's my plan is, uh, you know, to try to build, uh, build my own little, little empire and, uh, you know, try to, try to knock Jared off his, uh, off his pedestal. That's going to be a, uh, a huge deal to, to accomplish a huge feat for sure. Cause Jared's on it right now. So we've mentioned a couple of times, Teddy McDermott, you're getting back together with Teddy. Did you guys stay in contact after you uh, stopped riding and working with him, or did you guys just uh, get back together, you know, just recently? Uh, I mean, a little bit. I mean, we would, we would, you know, talk and chat at the racetrack and things like that. You know, we like, we stayed friends and, you know, in civil, you know, after the, the first split up, but uh, you know, so yeah, so we, we stayed in contact a little bit. Like I said, there was, uh, there was no hard feelings in the past and, uh, well, you know, we kept in contact and, you know, he would contact me, you know, every winter and see what was going on and I'd see what he had going on. And me and him have known each other a long time and, you know, we've won a bunch of races together and, you know, obviously a couple championships. So, uh, whatever it was, it worked. And, uh, so we just gotta, just gotta find that magic again and, uh, see what happens. I saw you guys were testing down there at, at Traveler's Rest quite a bit, getting ready, ready for Daytona. Um, did you only focus on one motorcycle? I saw it seemed like that you rode the Yamaha at Daytona, obviously, but were you riding other brands of motorcycles? I know they have, you know, Estenson has 
you know, Harley's uh, an Indian. We saw uh, Colby Carlisle rode the Indian down at Savannah. Are you guys pretty much focusing on the Yamahas this season? I think that's, I think that's the plan. I mean, you know, we have, uh, you know, we have a couple Indians and, uh, you know, a couple XR 750s, you know, kind of sitting there ready, but, uh, I think that's, that's going to be, you know, kind of our main focus is, uh, you know, concentrate on that Yamaha and developing that. And, and, you know, obviously if, if things aren't going well and, uh, you know, we need to, uh, you know, we could pull something else out, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I've only ridden the Yamaha so far. I mean, that was kind of our plan from the beginning, obviously TT, um, you know, the plan was, was kind of the, to run the Yamahas on that. And, uh, but yeah, I, I, you know, I think that's our plan as of right now is to try to focus on the Yamaha. And I think that thing has a lot of potential and, um, you know, I think, uh, I think we can do well on it and, and it'd be cool to, do something different you know it's kind of you know i guess i don't know if that's the smartest thing all the time but you know i'm a bit stubborn at times and, and like to do <laughs> just be different um you know everybody last year you know indians went one two three so everybody went out and bought an indian so you know i, I would like to be the guy to do it on a yamaha you know there's there's a few of them out there obviously jd beach mikey rush colkman um but you know, now there's a lot more Indians out there than anything else. So, uh, they're obviously great motorcycles and, and, you know, I look forward to, to riding one and seeing what it's all about, but, uh, I'd like to be the guy that's, that's doing it a different way. That's awesome. So let's talk about Daytona. You actually qualified fifth, finished sixth. walk us through that day, you know, inside the Daytona national speedway for the second year, the track was bigger, better, and faster. Walk us through the day. Uh, how it, how it unfolded for you? Uh, it went pretty smooth, actually. Um, you know, the end result wasn't, you know, obviously wasn't what I wanted. I was hoping to, you know, like I said, every race I go to, I, you know, I expect to win or want to win. But, uh, you know, I thought we had, a, you know, a good shot going into it. And, um, you know, like I said, qualifying went pretty well. Um, I'm usually not the best qualifier anyway. So, you know, I know if I'm inside the, the top five or 10, you know, and feeling comfortable or we're, we're doing okay. So we were there and, um, you know, went out for the heat race and, uh, ended up getting, I think smoked by Henry in the heat race. So I knew we had some work to do. Um, you know, once the heat race kind of came around, we kind of seen what the track was doing and, and kind of how the rest of the day was going to go. And, you know, we were top five speed, but we were, we were a couple ticks off of, you know, Jared and Henry and, and, you know, some of the, the, front three or four guys but uh but yeah I mean I wasn't wasn't too worried I felt really comfortable on the bike um you know so I kind of figured it was going to come around you know I, I hadn't had a whole lot of time on the bike so every time I went on the track I felt better went a little faster um but yeah the main event just uh just kind of got a bad start uh I think I was like eighth or something off the start kind of had to battle through some guys and and once uh you know, once I got up in the six, the top five were kind of, kind of checking out and, uh, you know, they seen them battling quite a bit up front, you know, Jared and Brad running off the track and a bunch of stuff happening. And, you know, I kind of started creeping up on them a little bit. And, uh, then I made a few big mistakes, hit neutral, landing off the jump, about went through the hay bales and, 
lost some time there, did it again, then Fisher passed me. And, uh, you know, so it was, you know, kind of panic kind of set in at that point. It's like, okay, well, I'm not going to catch those guys, but I need to get back to to where, where I'm supposed to be. And, uh, uh, yeah, it got, got pretty crazy. There was a couple of times where I thought I was hitting the ground. Um, you know, like I said, hitting neutral over the jump. And then when Davis got by me, he ended up clipping a tough block coming up to the jump, ripped it out in front of me. I hit it almost crashed and, uh, ripped his brake pedal off. So I was able to get back by him. And once I got back by him and got a gap, it was kind of just, uh, you know, maintained from there. Uh, wasn't catching anybody in front of me and just, uh, just trying to keep everybody behind me, behind me and, um, you know, come out of there with some points. Uh, yeah. And like I said, six wasn't what I was looking for, but, uh, you know, there was, there was a lot of things that could have went wrong. And, uh, you know, like I said, it, I, I felt good. It was a good day, but you know, I, I think we struggled. Um, so, you know, if that's any indication, hopefully that's, that's how the year goes. If, you know, on our bad days, we're, we're fifth, sixth and, uh, our good days were on the box. So that's, uh, you know, that's what it takes to, to run up front. Obviously the year Jared had last year, you got to win 10 races to, to, to stay in the hunt, but I think it's going to be a little different this year. I think, uh, you know, obviously Jared's going to be tough. Um, there's no doubt about it, but, you know, I think, uh, some other guys in the field have stepped up the game. And like I said, there's some, some more Indians out there and, and more, you know, some more competitive motorcycles. So, uh, yeah, just, just got to stay consistent and hopefully Daytona was one of our bad days and, uh, keep moving forward from there. Well, if a bad day, sixth place, those guys better look out for a good day. Cause I think you'll be on top of the box here pretty <laughs> soon. Uh, what's your expectations for Woodstock? You know, it's our next race coming up here pretty soon. And then what's your expectations for the rest of 2018? Ah, like I said, it's the same. I mean, I want to win. Uh, you know, I don't know if that's not, not sure if that's realistic. You know, I, I feel good, confident. Um, but like I said, there's still, still need some more time on the bike. Um, hopefully, hopefully we'll be able to get to do some testing here, uh, this week or next week before Atlanta and, uh, you know, have a little better idea, um, kind of where we stand and, uh, what we need to work on. But, uh, like I said, I mean, the, the, the bike feels really comfortable. Um, you know, there's some things that I need to get used to, um, some things we can change to make it a little better for me. But, uh, I feel like, I feel like as the season goes, I, sh I should get stronger, just having more time on the bike, um, you know, more time working with the team and, and getting things going. So, uh, you know, I feel like we're off to a little bit of a slow start, but, um, you know, hopefully we can, we can speed things up a little bit and, uh, get that thing rolling. You're the kind of guy, Jake, that I don't see you ride very many races other than the Grand Nationals. Do you think uh, Do you think that helps or hurts you? Do you just stay focused on the Grand Nationals? You know, that's kind of been my thing forever for a while, really. You know, I would I would do you know some of the the All Star stuff in Daytona, just kind of you know in Savannah to get warmed up. But uh, you know, after that, I would just kind of focus on the Nationals and. I don't know. I, I I think it's, you know, maybe my personality. I think I can get burnt out pretty quick, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of what's, what's always worked for me. And, you know, I'd rather instead of going and, and doing, you know, an outlaw race or something like that. And, you know, being at the track for 14 hours and getting, you know, 20 laps of riding, I, I'd rather go out by myself at a track somewhere and, 
put in 150 laps and and kind of learn something from it but there there's definitely advantages to just staying racing all all the time i guess you know um you know it keeps you sharp keeps you in that race mode i guess but for me i don't know i feel like just uh just staying on a motorcycle just riding um you know and then and then focus on you know what what counts you know the the nationals so um you know it's somewhat been working for me so i think i'm gonna gonna stick with that but uh you know really the the way the schedule has been the last couple of years it's it's hard you know you look forward to those weekends off uh you know at crisscrossing back back and forth across the country and and uh things like that so you look forward to some time off regroup and and you know just go out and have fun and do some riding with your buddies and and kind of regroup yeah, speaking of having fun and riding with your buddies, I see you go down to Austin quite a bit and uh, and do. You're an instructor at the the Texas Tornado Boot Camp. Are you still doing that a lot, or you know, tell, walk us through what goes on down there? I know it's a lot of fun, but I haven't got to go down there and, and check that out yet. Oh yeah, yeah, it's 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 a lot of fun. Um, I've been doing it since uh, I think 20, 2013 was my first time I, I was able to go there and. Uh, just kind of as a as a guest instructor and went down and had some fun and then uh the following year um you know they called me up hey you know you interested in you know coming down and, and doing some instructing for us and you know I kind of didn't know you know I figured they just they were shorthanded or just needed some help and did a couple of the the Austin GP camps they usually have one right before and right after the Austin GP so went down and, and helped out and uh they're like oh yeah you're yeah you're on full-time <laughs> i'm like oh awesome sweet so uh so yeah so i do as many as i can last year i wasn't able to do too many just because the, the race schedule and testing and things like that and uh but i do as many as i can um you know i did uh they had a, a race a seven-day racer camp uh in february and that was a lot of fun a lot of the british sport bike guy or british superbike guys come and um, so it's, it's, it's cool. There's a whole, whole mix of the, the motorcycle world. Um, you know, you get to ride with obviously, you know, you know, students from all over the world, um, you know, come there to see Colin and ride and learn. And, um, you know, there's always some cool, uh, guests, you know, some MotoGP guys, or like I said, some, you know, Moto America or, or British Superbike guys and motocross guys. So it's, uh, it's a, a cool place, um, you know, four days, you know, typical camp is four days. So four days of just riding, shooting guns and, and have a couple beers and, and tell stories by the campfire. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm feel, you know, pretty fortunate to, to be a part of that. And it's a lot of fun and, uh, you know, it's a great group of guys down there. So, you know, if, uh, if you ever get a chance, that's, that's, it's a lot of fun. I'm going to have to check that out for sure. It's got to be, I'm going to have to put that near the top of my bucket list, I guess. So the last part of the interview that we like to do here on Off the Groove is the rapid fire question. So are you ready? I'm ready. Who gets the victory lap when you win your next Grand National? Oh, I'd have to say probably my wife. She's, uh, she deserves it. She, she gets to, she has to put up with all my BS throughout the week and, you know, been there in the good times and bad. So, uh, I feel uh, it's been a while since she's had one, so I, I think she's 
she deserves it. That's awesome. She's definitely a big part of your program. I tried talking her into uh, getting up there and, and interviewing the winners, and she just said she couldn't because she's got to watch you and take care of you. So uh, I, I tried, you know, I tried getting her a job and everything, but uh, she said she'd rather help you out, and I totally get it. She sends some pictures to us that we use here on Off the Groove, and we appreciate her help. So uh, good stuff right there. Uh, are there any up-and-coming riders that you, that we should be keeping an eye on? I would have to say probably the the most talented young kid that I've seen in a long time is uh, Tyler Scott. Um, he's still got a little ways to go. I think he's just getting on a 250. Um, but but I've been out on the ice in some different places riding with him when he was on a 60 or an 85, and, and that kid's fast. So um, it's going to be a little while before he's at the pro ranks. I think he's probably – I think he maybe just turned 12 if, if he's getting on a 250. But, uh, so, yeah, so hopefully I'm, I'm retired by the time he gets on a twin and, yeah. and I don't have to deal with him. <laughs> yeah, no kid. He, he's definitely going places. That kid is so fast. He, he won, I think, almost every race he was in down at, uh, you know, the all-star races and the, the amateur races for Steve Nay. So that's, uh, that's a, a good answer to that question. So what do you do with all your trophies? Uh, I have to just, yeah, just collect them. I got a kind of my – you know, one room in the house, kind of my, my office that's uh, kind of collected all, all my good trophies over the years. So, yeah, kind of just hold on to them. Um, you know, I guess once I'm uh, older and retired and, you know, has been, can show the show the grandkids how, how cool I was at one time. So, uh, yeah, definitely the trophies, uh, you know, hang on to those things. And, you know, it's definitely something I'm, I'm going to cherish uh, when, I'm, when I'm older and uh, slow on a motorcycle. Do you have a favorite trophy? Uh, you know what? I don't know. I mean, probably, probably my Daytona trophies. Um, I have uh, was able to win, you know, four at uh, at the old stadium, and then twice at the the short track at at the speedway. Um, you know, and have a bunch of seconds and thirds. So, probably, uh, probably all my Daytona trophies are probably probably my favorite what track are you looking forward to the most this year um i would have to say buffalo chip again how cool it'd be to win a grand national on a yamaha i think it would be great um it's funny i i didn't realize i mean obviously yamaha has won singles races and some gmc2 and some you know short track and tt nationals uh you know over the last few years but um Tim Essenson reminded me the other day that uh, I forget the year or what it was, but it's been a long time since a, a, a Yamaha twin has won a grand national. So uh, it'd be cool to, uh, you know, to be the first guy to do that. And, you know, probably 20, 30 years, I would say. So um, yeah, I, it's definitely a goal. I want to make that happen. It's actually 35 years since the last twin Yamaha win is what I've got. So uh, I think that'd be really cool if you could do it, uh, you know, your first first year on the bike. I think that'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's, uh, that's definitely the goal. Well, that's all the questions I got. You want to say thanks to anybody before we let you go? Uh, yeah, I just got to thank, you know, my whole team, uh, Essenson Racing, um, my wife Jody, uh, Ted, Corey McDermott, uh, my buddy Mike Hacker that's been been helping us out a little bit. Um, you know, all my sponsors obviously Arai, NJK, CD Boots. Uh, I mean, the, the list list goes on and on and on. Motion Pro. Um, you know, I'm sure there's uh, 
there's a million I'm forgetting, but, uh, you know, everybody that's helping us out this year and, and everybody that's stuck with me throughout my career and, uh, you know, been backing me through, through thick and thin and, uh, you know, it's gonna, gonna try to try to do it for him this year and, uh, try to win some races. Jersey Jake, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate it. Uh, you're one of the guys I look for out there to win races. Uh, you're the fifth winningest active rider and, uh, I definitely appreciate the time. Yeah, no problem. Anytime. I guess maybe we could start talking, you know, like I said, I, I don't know how many years I have left in this deal. Maybe, uh, maybe you might need a co-host or a co-announcer or something. Maybe I'll have to start, start training and, uh, work on my career for, for after all this. <laughs> so, so you can, you can sit up there in a booth and be my color, color analyst. I like that. We'll have to exchange phone numbers because all I have is Jody. So I'm gonna have to get your phone number, I guess. Yeah. What's up with that? Yeah. That's, that's why I wouldn't <laughs> let her be the pit reporter because you know, because you got her phone number before you have mine, so. Hey, I, I can't help it, you know. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's hard work being Hollywood. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Jake. I appreciate it. Uh, all right. No problem. Thanks.